It's time for a TF52 flashback. The BVO ingredient was used as flavor, as a flavor emulsifier. Emulsifier? Emulsifier? Emulsifier, thank you. Uh, helping to distribute Gatorade's, helping to distribute Gatorade's coloring throughout the bottle, Carter said. Now you were that, never a guest on Sesame Street, were you? No. No, <laughs> no I was on the Muppets once, though, when I was a kid. They did a, they did a live, uh, uh, um, a live Muppets show. Uh, they used to do them, Dave. You really? Might rem- yeah, they used to do them back in the in the eighties. Uh, do you remember it? It was actually a show on TV, um, and it was. Uh, Sorry to uh, derail your story. No, it's but not hard to do. Hilarious. Self-derail. <laughs> 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 Which is usually how it happens. Anyway, um, where was I? So uh, now the company. Uh, yeah, help uh, through color. Carter said. Now the company is swapping in another emulsifier. <laughs> oh, there's that word again. Emul- <laughs> Emulsifier. That emulsifier. Things that mix go. things up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this word, so I'll just make you, one up. You know, you think I know that because we use that a lot in culinary <laughs> when I was in culinary well, school. Yeah. You know, cause you, you, you emulsified stuff a lot. I think it's just because it's emulsifier. That's you still practice that technique. I think it's the marijuana. No, I don't do that no. kind of stuff. Never. Um, <laughs> with, an, uh, uh, with another emulsifier with an intimidating name. Sucrose acetate isobor isobi isob. You know, if you if you want me to read these, it's really yeah, read a- that last sentence. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get yeah, like effed up. I don't even know where you're at. Last sentence. It's a, the last sentence. The BBO ingredient really was words. used as a flavor emulsifier, helping to distribute Gatorade's coloring throughout the bottle. Carter said. Now the company is swapping in another emulsifier with an intimidating name: sucrose acetate isobor. Isobutrate. <laughs> if you can't freaking pronounce it, you shouldn't eat it. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why can't we unite like a family? All of us in fighting this killing me. All I the world like it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be the world like it's supposed to be yeah I feel the world like it used to be like it used to be I got a question why we so infected with hatred we all share the same complexion the same father though the stress is so unstoppable it seems like a rainy day with no one else up to but in the end we like to split to get through the day we on the news constantly killing each other mothers and brothers then we blame it on the man say you gotta do it all for the struggles i'm asking the g for a better day to fill the world with peace no pain for days shout out to all the lights still shining because the weight of the world can pull the wool over your eyes let's ride Like it used to be
the kids life The street smarts Claim the music back It used to be art Or better yet, food Feed the soul that's soul food Two-step and just groove It's how to win, not to lose Let's cruise Legendary with 
the melody, lyrical remedy. Thought hip hop was dead. What the fuck is you telling me? You'll be back like a bad rash, a bad stash, like doing the mad dash from stealing your man's cash. Just doing a blast, being facing a green flag, dropping more lines and Edwards catching a deep pass. A lean mass, I'll be packing the mean stash. Chicks, we double team and we're making them cream fast. I mean last. Cause I'll be bad if it's selfish These chicken-headed bitches more outdated than Dreamcast Chase my get-up, Bronx keeps my head up We all gotta eat bullshit, got me fed up You get wet up, set up, it's all business Fuck around and end up like Jimmy Biscuit Casting show or something? Chocolate drop. Hold on, hold on, buddy. What is the chocolate drop a show about? Chocolate drop? Drop it on us. I kind of know. I will not listen if you don't tell me what it's about. It's about uh, hip hop, red turd show, politics, man skewing, music. Hold on, hold on, buddy. It's every other guy that's got a podcast around here, okay? And where can people find the chocolate show? It's man skewing, yes? Red turd show. RazRadioLive.com. There you go. Okay. And when does it air, buddy? Saturdays, one o'clock Eastern Time. Okay. And where can people find the Chocolate Show? RazRadioLive.com. There you go. I wish you the best to talk the Chocolate Drop. And so basically, it's about every other person that's not in real radio that's trying to get in radio and do a show. Red turd show. Knock yourself out, kid. Red turd show. The ra- <laughs> RazRadioLive.com. There you go. Spread the truth. 
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. You know, it really doesn't matter what color pill you take. You can believe whatever you want to believe. That is why we are here in this great country. That's why we live as human beings, and we are happy. Welcome to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com. Radio Free Bud, Radio Chaos, Radio Confluence. Huh. The list is getting long, I must say. A nice long list of things to talk about tonight also. You know, I've got, a, I've got so many different things that we're going to discuss tonight. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be angering. I know people are going to walk away pissed off and angry, but that's okay because that's kind of what we need to do sometimes is get pissed off and angry. I uh, I had Thanksgiving this week. I love you know spending time with family. I don't really remember or look at what the uh, what the deal is with the per- with, with the holiday. I don't really pay attention to the holiday per se. But I, I pay attention to being with my family, the ones I love, the people I enjoy being around, the people that don't make me want to bang my head against a hard wall. Sometimes people make you want to bang your head on a hard wall. I'll definitely say today I, I probably made a lot of people bang their head on hard walls. I, I must have. I had a call come in already. I just went live. and A call already came in. I, I picked up, but I had to hang it up, so I'm not ready to take calls yet. i got some stuff to talk about. The second hour, Jack Blood will be joining us. That'll be uh, a hoot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to talk about losing control. What is it like to lose control? Now, his new website is called Losing Control. Uh, it's a real long, uh, uh, what is, what's that thing called? The HTMMMP thing, the, the words in the top that get you there. It's a long one, a link. So we, I won't try to read that now, but he's eventually going to get that shortened down for us. I look forward to when he gets it shortened down. So he'll be joining us. The man, the myth, the legend. He'll be joining us in uh, about forty miles, about an hour, or give or take. We're going to bring him in in the second hour. So I, I've been really pushing on people this week on uh, on on Facebook, especially today. I, you know, a lot of things have come out. As we all know, Fidel Castro died recently. Uh, I don't know if that's really a great loss to society. We'll have to wait and see what happens in Cuba as it moves on. Guy hasn't been in charge for ten years. Uh, really, wasn't the greatest character in the world. Uh, I'm not standing here praising him for everything he did that was great. Uh, he didn't invade other countries, that's for sure. Maybe he just didn't have the power to. We don't know why he really ended up the way he did. Maybe it could have been something that had to do with uh, the Bay of Pigs. Maybe that's why he ended up being such an evil, ugly man. I don't know. I don't really care. It didn't really affect my life. Uh, I hate to see people get into arguments over somebody that doesn't really matter to us. But we look at that. We can look at the, the way he lived, the, the despot that he was the tyrant that he was. Now, he didn't like people uh, speaking out against Cuba. He didn't like people speaking out against him. You know, he didn't like gays. He didn't like lesbians. He didn't like, uh, what else didn't he like? He, he didn't like people that, uh, you know, opposed him. Uh, I guess I am a call, so you'll be hearing my phone a lot tonight. I turned it down as low as I could, but i got to be able to hear it still. So there's a lot of things he didn't like. And, and how did he 
How did he rule over those things? How did he make sure they didn't happen? Well, he imprisoned people. He murdered people. He exiled people. All these things are things that he would have done in order to keep his way of life, the way he wanted things to be, moving forward. Okay. Whatever. Okay. That's, he wasn't a good guy. I, I'm just standing here saying that right now. I'm not glad he's dead. I'm not glad anybody is dead. There was people in his nation that appreciated him. There was people in his nation that hated him. They always couldn't really speak out about it because they'd end up dead or imprisoned. Now, something that's been running around mainstream all day today, and this is kind of what I've been poking and prodding at people on the Internet over all day today. Well, not all day, but a while today. Because I got a little pissed off about it. This is something that, you know, it bothers me when, when people try to tell you how you should be doing things. Anybody. Okay, but it really pisses me off when people speak as if they are defending a group of people who they're not part of this group, but they're they're defending this group of people and speaking for this group of people, even though they're not part of this group, to people who are part of this group and telling them they're wrong, telling them that that their belief isn't right, even though they're part of this group, that they're trying to defend or represent that they're not part of. I hope you guys got that. I hope that made a little bit of sense to anybody out there listening right now. Hey, I am a little little wiry right now. I'm a little, little fired up right now. I like it like that. I like it when I get like that sometimes. It gets you going. It gets you breathing, thinking. So we talk about that and, and, and how that's how he kept control, Fidel Castro. Again, I, 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 other than the Bay of Pigs and the fact that his country is still driving around 1950s cars for the most part, and they can't even get parts for them. You know, maybe he was so evil and so ugly because of the the embargoes placed against his country and the evil that was done against him by you know the CIA. <laughs> no, not the CIA. I'm sorry. Did I say that? I didn't. I didn't mean to say that. I really didn't mean to say that. And you know, we can we can discuss. I'm, I'm sure we'll actually discuss Castro a little bit when Jack comes on board. Uh, we're going to discuss some stuff about Kennedy. Uh, you know, I, I totally brain farted last week and this is kind of embarrassing uh but my show last week i didn't discuss kennedy all at kennedy at all and it was the day he was assassinated duh uh pay attention a little better sean (laughs) know what's going on remember that know what's going on so that's how fidel castro uh does it he jails and imprisons people or kills people that that don't that don't follow suit that don't represent the country the way he expects them to represent it. So here in our great nation, and I say that, you know, really not meaning it. Sorry, but I really don't mean it. Here in our great nation, the United States of America, we are free to do what we want as long as we don't have a victim, as long as we don't cause any harm to anybody. That's the way it should be. If there is no victim, you have performed no crime. And and you're not a victim if your feelings are hurt or if if what you believe in is gone against. So what could be the biggest thing right now in the news, which is kind of sad that this is the biggest thing right now in the news, but it has raised a lot of good conversation. A lot of good conversation has come out of this. Agree. 
that there's constitutional law, that burning the flag, as much as we might hate it, is defended First Amendment speech. Uh, Chris, I mean, the flag burning is completely ridiculous, and I, I think you know that, and I think the vast majority of Americans would agree. But legal. Uh, but, I, but, legal. Uh, but Chris, it's, it's completely ridiculous, and I don't think there's a, a big universe of people out there who support flag burning. It's, it's terrible, and it's, it's despicable. But the big news, though, Chris, this morning, and you saw this, and I know we're going to get to it, Dr. Tom Price to run HHS, right. and Ms. Seema Verma to run CMS. Two additional administration picks that have a big, big impact on repealing Obamacare. I want to talk about those, but, you know, when the president-elect says something, when the president of the United States says something, we've got to listen. Uh, when he says that something should be illegal that is a protected constitutional right, I'm not saying I like it, but that's a big part of the First Amendment in this country. A frustrating, maddening part of it is that you've got to respect people's ability to say what you don't like to hear. The president just said, burning the flag should be illegal. And it is a protected constitutional right. Can we agree on that? <laughs> no, we completely disagree that this is... You don't should... think that the Constitution I has think... been defended by the Supreme Court in 1969 as validating burning the flag as free speech? Chris, absolutely should be illegal, but again... That, that wasn't the question that was asked, now was it? Uh, we know why we're here this morning. We're going to talk about transition team. We're going to talk about what this government is going to do for the American people. And uh, I think most Americans would agree with me that flag burning should be illegal. It's, it's completely despicable. But it is constitutional. You do know that. The president knows that. More importantly, the president-elect knows that, right? That there's it, constitutional law on it? it? It should be illegal, Chris. All right. <laughs> I don't want to run in circles either. Um, but these things matter. Too late. I think he already has run in circles. You get my point. Um, they, they spin around it. They don't want to answer the question properly. He, he wants to pretend that it's not there. It, the president-elect cannot make laws. We all understand that. Um, at least we want to believe that's how it works, right? We, we, we want to hope that things can't change. So him coming out and saying that anybody who, who burns the flag should be jailed um, or, or lose their citizenship. For burning the flag. Lose their citizenship. Now, this whole time running through this election cycle, and I know you guys, there's some people out there that get mad at me when I make this comparison. All right, But I've always seen uh, Donald Trump as not the I'm going to go kill the Nazis Hitler, but as the charismatic, says what everybody wants to hear, Moving it uh, uh, into a nationalism type situation. I've always, always, always made this comparison. I, I since the beginning of this election cycle, I've made this comparison. The way he speaks, the way he fires people up, and and as I'm watching uh, the post on my Facebook, different things posted today about this subject, and the anger. Some people show, you know, people that I love, you know, Buzzy, Kevin Harris. Uh, I'd bash anybody's in the face, including you, you know, even if it was you, even if it was a veteran, I'd smash them in the face for burning the flag. And those are two veterans themselves. Now, maybe a veteran to a veteran. OK, I'll give them that. A non-veteran smashing a veteran in the face for burning the flag. Uh no, I, I would have a major problem with that. But a veteran, a veteran, I'll give you guys that one. I'm sure, I'm hoping one of you guys are listening, or maybe both of you, and you understand that. Uh, I'll give you guys that. But a non-veteran, I have a problem with. Smashing a veteran in the face. I, I have a problem smashing anybody in the face, honestly. Uh, you should be the bigger man and, 
and turn and walk and, and show that you defended that constitutional right to have freedom and you respect that you defended that and by smashing them in the face you're not showing that you respect that freedom that you defended for so nationalism nationalism is an important part of my comparison and what we're seeing compared to obama and now listen i know i heard it on the news this weekend i flipped on one of the news channels and they were talking about how um Trump's being compared to Hitler. Uh, Obama was compared to Hitler. Bush was compared to Hitler. You know, they compare people to Hitler that they want to uh, put that stigma on. And I didn't compare him to Hitler to put a stigma on him. I compared him to Hitler because I saw 1920s, 30s Hitler in the Donald Trump campaign. I mean, that that's just what I saw. That's the, oh, excuse me. That was interesting. That's the way it came across to me. Hitler-esque. So I figured maybe we need to review a little bit some things about Hitler. Some some how people were able to be tricked, confused. Why doesn't like lesbians? Come on, Castro. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my uh, at my Twitter there. I want to make sure we understand how this works. Now, I saw a great video. It's uh, TED Ed, TED Ed, TED Education. And I've shared it on my Facebook. At, uh, I don't know last week sometime. And after watching this, it just it it reflects, and it wasn't it wasn't directed as a Donald Trump post. It's just it's titled "How Did Hitler Rise to Power." And now as you listen to this, I want you guys to all remember the campaign. I want you to think about how the campaign went, what was going on during it, what led up to where we sit today. It's not just the past year. It's not just the past 10 years. It's all done uh, in, in a specific format. It's all, it's all made to be just without being made to be. How did Adolf Hitler, a tyrant who orchestrated one of the largest genocides in human history, rise to power in a democratic country? The story begins at the end of World War I. With the successful Allied advance in 1918, Germany realized the war was unwinnable and signed an armistice ending the fighting. As its imperial government collapsed, civil unrest and worker strikes spread across the nation. Fearing a communist revolution, major parties joined to suppress the uprisings, establishing the parliamentary Weimar Republic. One of the new government's first tasks was implementing the peace treaty imposed by the Allies. In addition to losing over a tenth of its territory and dismantling its army, Germany had to accept full responsibility for the war and pay reparations, debilitating its already weakened economy. All this was seen as a humiliation by many nationalists and veterans. They wrongly believed the war could have been won if the army hadn't been betrayed by politicians and protesters. For Hitler, these views became obsession and his bigotry and paranoid delusions led him to pin the blame on Jews. 
his words found resonance in a society with many anti-Semitic people. By this time, hundreds of thousands of Jews had integrated into German society, but many Germans continued to perceive them as outsiders. After World War I, Jewish success led to ungrounded accusations of subversion and war profiteering. It cannot be stressed enough that these conspiracy theories were born out of fear, anger, and bigotry, not fact. Nonetheless, Hitler found success with them. When he joined a small nationalist political party, his manipulative public speaking launched him into its leadership and drew increasingly larger crowds. Combining anti-Semitism with populist resentment, the Nazis denounced both communism and capitalism as international Jewish conspiracies to destroy Germany. The Nazi party was not initially popular. After they made an unsuccessful attempt at overthrowing the government, the party was banned and Hitler jailed for treason. But upon his release about a year later, he immediately began to rebuild the movement. And then in 1929, the Great Depression happened. It led to American banks withdrawing their loans from Germany, and the already struggling German economy collapsed overnight. Hitler took advantage of the people's anger, offering them convenient scapegoats and a promise to restore Germany's former greatness. Mainstream parties proved unable to handle the crisis, while left-wing opposition was too fragmented by internal squabbles. And so, some of the frustrated public flocked to the Nazis, increasing their parliamentary votes from under 3% to over 18% in just two years. In 1932, Hitler ran for president, losing the election to decorated war hero General von Hindenburg. But with 36% of the vote, Hitler had demonstrated the extent of his support. The following year, advisors and business leaders convinced Hindenburg to appoint Hitler as chancellor, hoping to channel his popularity for their own goals. Though the chancellor was only the administrative head of parliament, Hitler steadily expanded the power of his position. While his supporters formed paramilitary groups and fought protesters in the streets, Hitler raised fears of a communist uprising and argued that only he could restore law and order. Then, in 1933, a young worker was convicted of setting fire to the parliament building. Hitler used the event to convince the government to grant him emergency powers. Within a matter of months, freedom of the press was abolished, other parties were disbanded, and anti-Jewish laws were passed. Many of Hitler's early radical supporters were arrested and executed along with potential rivals. And when President Hindenburg died in August 1934, it was clear there would be no new election. Disturbingly, many of Hitler's early measures didn't require mass repression. His speeches exploited people's fear and ire to drive their support behind him and the Nazi party. Meanwhile, Businessmen and intellectuals wanting to be on the right side of public opinion endorsed Hitler. They assured themselves and each other that his more extreme rhetoric was only for show. Decades later, Hitler's rise remains a warning of how fragile democratic institutions can be in the face of angry crowds and a leader willing to feed their anger and exploit their fears. Yeah, that is something that we really need to worry about. And that was the big thing in there. Fear, anger, and bigotry. 
fear, anger, bigotry can drive many a different things. Fear, anger, bigotry can can make people make people think about things differently. Not not really use the full parts of their brains that maybe they should be using. Now I told you I wanted you to think about history and what's been going on and how we've got to where we're at and how that was used to uh, really push really push Donald Trump into that lead. And again, I, we all know I voted for him. That's not something I've hidden. It's not something I could could uh, lie about. You know, I mean, I voted for him. I, I, I had to do that. I, I did what I did. Was it right or wrong? Maybe I shouldn't have. But we got 9-11, right? We have 9-11 happen. Then we have the stock collapse a few years later after, after uh, you know, the, the whole war thing gets rolling on and everybody's just paying attention to that and, and they're buying up all this stuff and they're feeling great about things is because we're out there defeating the bad guys. We have that stock market issue, the, the you know, the, the whole 08 collapse. And we try to have to find a blame for all this happening, which they, you know, a lot of people tried to spin the banks as, as being to blame for this crash. We have to have a blame for 9-11 and all the other terrorist attacks that happen along the way. So what do we do? We blame Muslims. Is Muslims our next, you know, group of people that that are the Jews? I mean, Lexi asked me the other day, she said, are you, are you trying to say that, you know, Muslims are going to be like the next Jews? Well, they, maybe they will be. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's that's where we've we've been spinning everything around too. But maybe the problem is is that the Muslims won't and please don't take this negatively, but the Muslims won't just roll over and take it. The Muslims will stand up and do their caliphates and, and all the things we see use terrorism to protect themselves. Whereas the Jewish population wouldn't. That's where they made their mistake, maybe, on choosing the Muslims as the next bad guy. Or maybe they were hoping that they would stand up and, and cause all these extra issues. Drive things to where we, we see them driven to. So they said, you know, uh, Hitler had promised law and order. Promised to keep everything to, uh, together in the country. Make the country great again. He was going to make Russia great, or Germany great again. He was going to keep keep everybody safe within the borders of of Germany. He was going to expand that. He was going to make sure every all the bad guys everywhere else were taken care of. Now, in order to begin this process, you have to have control of certain people. You have to have certain people on your side. I would have to say that we have probably seen the biggest largest support for Donald Trump or for any presidential candidate per se, per se, yeah, sure why not, uh, out of the law, enforce community, law enforcement community here in America. They are, they are the biggest supporters of Trump because Washington Times headline, police hopeful Donald Trump will usher in a new era of respect for law enforcement. So now he's got obvious control or or support, not control, but support of the police of this nation. And that that comment there alone bothers me. The the police hopeful Donald Trump will usher in new era of respect for law enforcement. 
How is Donald Trump supposed to usher in a new era of support for police? Because it's not like they lost their support because of Obama. Now, maybe some of the actions of Obama caused people to be more upset. And maybe some of the new laws instilled by Obama made it easier for police to take control of people. But he didn't do anything specifically to cause the loss of support for law enforcement. I support good cops. The only thing that can increase the support for law enforcement is for law enforcement to go out and earn that support. And not with your fake videos, your propaganda videos, your happy-go-lucky videos, because you know what? It's almost Christmas. You all know they're going to start popping up. The cops giving uh, 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 presents to people, pulling them over and, and making them feel bad, and then giving them presents. We all know that's coming. It's almost that time of the year. You know, let's not lose our focus on law enforcement. Let's not let, let's not have a president garden support for law enforcement. No, law enforcement should garner that support on their own. Police organizations have high hopes for President-elect Donald Trump, but at the top of their wish list isn't proposed legislation or policy. Rather, they hope the self-proclaimed law and order candidate can usher in a new era of respect and support for law enforcement. The first thing, and something Mr. Trump has already done well, is use the bully pulpit to improve the perception of police officers, said James Pascoe, executive director of the National Fraternal Order of Police. Under the Obama administration, law enforcement leaders say their office, uh, officers have felt unfairly characterized as villains amid the movements, movement for police reform and have become targets for hostility. Now, let's keep in mind that this movement was there before. The police accountability movement has always been there. It's been there for years and years and years. Don't forget Kelly, uh, Kyle Kelly. Kyle? Kyle Kelly? The homeless guy beat up in, in uh, L.A.? Let's not forget that. Let's not forget the, the, the cop that shot the guy in his back. I think that was during Bush on the train station uh, platform. This has been an issue going on. It's gotten out of hand with Obama in place. Not really sure how that connection is, but it has gotten out of hand. But you can't blame Obama, and I don't see how his policies caused it. But that's just me. That's just what I am saying. We re we welcome a reset button, said Ron Hoskins. I welcome a reset button. I welcome law enforcement community to reset their policies, their procedures, and their way of thinking. And maybe that'll help the American people show more respect, be more vigilant, be more helpful to you. When law enforcement now uses deadly force against civilians, there is too often a rush to judgment that condemns officers for their actions, even before all the facts are known, said Sheriff's, National Sheriff's Association President Greg Champagne. Do I want to read more? Click more to read more. Let's see how long this goes. They just hope and hope and and. and and want to redirect the problems to other places. It's time that all of this comes together. And and it's time that we that we stop using what hurts our feelings or what bothers us as a reason to be mad at other people. 
There's, there's no reason. There's no need to be mad at other people. There's no need for that. I, mean, I don't like seeing, and I went over this last week. I don't like seeing all this anger out there. I don't like. I got into it today. I even got a little angry. I, you know, lashed out at someone. I don't like doing that. I really don't. I apologize for lashing out. Well, Buzzy, see now I'm 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 going through my Twitter here real fast, and and our buddy Buzzard Bob, he's out there. He said he said uh, if, if 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 and I want to make sure I express this right now. I want to make sure everybody understands this. I would never protest by burning American flags. Never would I do that. I would protest by hang by by displaying that flag upside down, maybe, which is the appropriate way for an American citizen to display their um their 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 anger with how this country is being operated in my opinion that's the proper way to do it not burning it but that does not mean i have the right to tell somebody they can't burn that flag so buzzy if you want to make the example of if you spit in my wife or child's face that's not you that, that's that, that's my child that's my wife not an in, inanimate object that only represents any more Today, all that flag represents is the evil of our nation. All that flag represents. It does not represent freedom. It rep- represents oppression. It represents murder. It represents control of other nations, invading of other nations illegally with no justified reason. That's what that flag represents to me anymore, Buzzy. So if I was to use that flag in a form of protest, I would fly it upside down. I would not burn it. If you spit in my face, no, I'm not going to turn and walk away. Burning the American flag is not physically harming you. If you spit in my face, you have now attacked me. You have now physically attacked me. Burning the American flag is not physically attacking you. If you're going to use examples, here's a good example for you, Buzzy. Oh no, this isn't. That's not even a good example. Let me. Th- I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go through in my head here and see if I can come up with one good example related to why it would be okay to beat somebody up for burning the American flag. Let me. Let me think here. Uh, your feelings are hurt. No, 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 no. Um, you defended that flag and, and you're offended by that. Oh wait, don't you get mad at people for being offended for stupid shit? I could swear that you uh, whine about safe spaces all the time. So so. Now you're being offended over something that's pretty stupid. So so could I compare it to, what could I compare burning the flag to that would be worthy of being assaulted? No, there's there's nothing. Sorry, Buzzy. Nothing I can compare the, the burning of the American flag to, which has no victim, to being okay with you producing a victim. It goes against what you believe that flag stands for. Complete opposite of what you believe that flag stands for. You've even said yourself, there's no victim. There's no crime. You make a victim, you've now committed a crime. You now lose your freedom. Is it really worth it to be the big guy on the block? To be the guy that stood up for what he believed in? 
Is it worth going to jail, having a record? Oh, you're going to hope that the cop just goes, oh, well, you know, he's a veteran and, you know, you were burning the flag, so sorry, I'm not going to take the jail today. <laughs> You'll be a cop hater real quick. You'll realize that they're just going to do their job. And actually do it the right, the, their job right that time by arresting somebody who assaulted somebody. Oh, thanks. Thanks, CT Bean. It's always nice to get that in the middle of a show. Anyway, uh, Jack Blood's going to be joining us in about 15 or uh, about 30 minutes, give or take. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break here. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to take another break after that. I think we're just going to roll right into Jack, get it all going. Enjoy. I'm going to take a, not a long break, but maybe a little bit more than normal. It really actually doesn't even look like it is a little bit more than normal. It looks like it's about normal. All right, guys, you've been listening to the first, 52, first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos, Radio Confluence. When I get back, I don't know, we'll discuss uh, something I got up here. Uh, hopefully I'll make more sense. I don't know. I kind of felt like I was rambling there a little bit. Was I rambling? Was that confusing? Who knows? Hello? Who knows? We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military industrial complex. Suicide 
It's time for a TF52 flashback. Hey, uh, real quick, I want to get your opinion on this, Rob. Uh, I'm just going to read you the headline. I'm sure uh, everybody knows about what happened to Hillary today. Uh, Clinton unable to testify before Congress on Benghazi purported concussion cited. <clears throat> well, I don't know whether she bumped her head no, she... Uh, or not, which generally, you know, bumping your head would leave you a concussion. But uh, I'm a type of guy where I'm in sales, okay? I, uh, you know, I, I deal in sales. Uh, my job is to get somebody to buy or my job is to take away somebody's money from them who has no interest in what I have or uh, doesn't need what I have, but uh, my job is to make them do so. And one of the things that I like to tell them is that, you know, you can make excuses or you can make money, but you can't do both. And obviously, in her case, she can make excuses or she could testify, but she can't do both. And she so obviously think- chose to make excuses mm-hmm. instead so- of testifying. And, you know, if we knew something, it was either going to come down to the fact that we would hear what Hillary had to say in regards to Benghazi and or there would be some excuse why she wasn't able to. And obviously, we got the excuse end of it today, and uh, it's no surprise to me. I'm not a uh, conspiracy guy, but I will say that I, I, I... And it's not just because of my conservative leanings. I do think, though, that, that there's there's got to be a reason she doesn't want to talk about it. Well, now, now, that's shifty. That's you talking, right? That's me. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy guy either. I used to be. I'm a conspiracy dropout. I'm a patriot <laughs> dropout. I truly am. Believe me, I used to be the guy that was there handing out the DVDs. I used to be the guy <laughs> there saying, what do you mean? What do you mean you're joint the fluoride, you don't care? What do you mean as long as you have a dollar bill to buy your toilet paper, you don't need gold? What do you mean? What do you mean? I was that type of guy that would shove my shit down your throat, okay? But no longer am I. And now I come from more of uh, a, a more conservatively I, just like you stated, I truly do. Uh, so I understand exactly where you're coming from on this. But the fact of the matter is, is that these folks will perpetrate and do everything that they have to do right in front of our face and then tell us a story and we just eat it up like it's candy, my friend. Same thing goes with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is the Secretary of State. Hillary Clinton is the person who who represents us and goes from country to country to country, uh, making relations with these countries. That is her job. When something goes wrong with one of those relations, she is the one who is to be held accountable for. If I'm not mistaken, just days after the 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 what I call for my terrorist or my terrorist leanings, yes, my conservative <laughs> leanings. Did you hear me say terrorist leanings? That's funny. My conservative leanings is that she called it a terrorist attack, and she and and it was a terrorist attack, and she says I am responsible for this, which is true. It does fall on her, but it, it even goes further than that. Bam! Is this Raz? Yes. Sorry, Raz. The first 52, Saras, Raz, live Tuesday nights, Saras, Raz, something that you know Bubba's going to like. Angry white guy radio. His point of view is different. It's a 
first 52. Angry White Guy Radio. I love the content. Hey, it's the first 52. Raz with you. The first part of the, like, Constitution. This is the best you got. Something that you know Bubba's going to like. Angry White Guy Radio. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. And those people, those conspiracy theorists, they conspir- they've been crazy, but now they're right. Can I get with 2.3 trillion? When does a citizen become a civilian? When did the heroes morph into the villains? How can two planes powderize three buildings? These are questions that could get you murked Politically, socially, physically put into the dirt Many swear that there's some kind of conflict of interest within The conflict depends upon what you're interested in You can chant 9-11 was an inside job All day until you say the Mossad And pay closer attention to Flight 175 And the odd cylindrical pod beneath the fuselage Then it's 2 plus 2 level addition After you factor in the flight termination systems And flashbacks of the cash that good rabbi stole September 10th Style, right down the rabbit hole. You can get unlimited corporate You can have any mercenaries you choose. You can steal a couple million souls. You can get everything under control. The missile they hit the Pentagon. It was not an act of randomness. It murdered accountants, bookkeepers, and budget analysts. That side of the building was retrofitted prior to this to withstand bomb blast and nickname the catcher's mid. If that don't give you some kind of clue why they blew the mortar, you should probably take some medication for your new disorder. If buildings are burning, don't ever trust a news reporter with 267 stories of gruesome slaughter. Don't ever mention Dove Zakim and trillion stolen, much less missile equipped Boeing's even remote controlling. With System Planning Corporation International, the folks to see if you got some buildings you'd like to crash into. But that's impossible without the proper capital. That's why I'm asking you what you would do with unimaginable wealth. So much money you can't delve in it. Enough to buy five presidents and 12 senates. What's happening in the world? First question, everyone talking about voter turnout. Did you vote yesterday? Did yes, you go- I did. You did. Good for you. Yes, I did. Got to vote. Yes, I did. I can't quite remember who I voted for for president. <laughs> uh-huh. It wasn't Trump or Hillary, though. Yeah. I didn't like either one of them. Really? You didn't like either one? No, I didn't. I couldn't stand her. She dresses like a real estate agent. Like her <laughs> doing this thing with her head. Yeah. The other guy's saying, take people's coats. Yeah. They just didn't offer anything for me. Yeah, so they weren't, they didn't appeal to you. No, they didn't. And I, I don't understand why everybody's so upset. Yeah. You know, like, what's going to happen to you? 
you liked Obama, did he call you at all in the last eight years? <laughs> did he ever put a sandwich on your table? You do that. You're going to keep doing that. You're, you're going to be fine. Right. Have you like, oh, oh, what's he going to? Oh, my God. Dude, I have to say, though, him winning is the most astounding thing I've ever seen. It was a surprise. Uh, was no, it, was no, surprise no. Be- surprise. Dude, like, you're talking like, like uh, Lake Placid, the Olympics, when we beat the Russian, buries that. Kurt Gibson's home run is a joke. Right. The Giants beating the undefeated Patriots, that's all a joke. Dude, the star of a reality show is going to run the country. The guy who decided if Brett Michaels or, or Cindy Lauper would make a better CEO for a company that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's going to be running stuff. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He was the shit, though. He was like, he just reminded me like when I didn't read the book. And I'm just like, just winging it, you know? How are you going to do that? Oh, you'll see. You'll see. Then it worked. Dude, he is the greatest shit talker of all time. He sat at like a $100,000 breakfast while the president trashed him. Humiliated. This is a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm jumping around. White House Correspondents Dinner, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for giving it structure. Yeah. Humiliated the guy. Right. My wife would love you. She'd yeah. sit next to me during brunch. She never knows what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Sits no. there. The guy totally trashes him. He's absolutely humiliated. And within like two, three years, he had that guy's job. Right. So you could never talk. You could never talk shit to him. Going, right. hey, Donald, you know, one time I was in a bar and this guy came in. Yeah, they gave me, oh, really? One time I was sitting. I paid 100 grand for breakfast. The President Trump, uh, uh, President, what the hell's his name? Barack? Uh, uh, Obama. Yeah, Obama. Yeah. I'm giving you structure now. Yeah, President yeah. Obama. He trashed me. Two years later, I had a Job. <laughs> I kicked him out of his, out of his house. Yeah. Out of his house. Well, how did you think the night would go? Did you... I thought Hillary was going to kill him. Yeah. I totally did. I was sitting there going like, ah, you know, I mean, I thought he was going to do okay, but then it was unbelievable. It's like one of those things like you're watching a game and you don't care who wins. You know what I mean? You just, ah, I'm just hoping it's going to be a good game. And then all of a sudden, you know, one team's up by like 30, you're thinking, and he just came in and he, I don't know, the Statue of Liberty... I don't know how he did it. It's, it's, it's astounding. Are you worried about him at all being in office? Do you think, I mean, is it, does it concern you? I don't know. I feel like the president, you only see him like once every three weeks. You know? It'd be like if you were dating a chick and she was a jerk, but you only saw her once every three weeks. There's like no way she could break your heart. You know? What? No, it's, you gotta like, you gotta like see people. Day, they're like they're day to day. Yeah. Well, what do you think his presidency is going to be like? You know, a forecast for us. What's it going to be like? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. All I know is the other one used to go to those Bilderberg meetings, you know, where they all dress up like yaks and have those eyes wide shut parties. So I didn't know what she was going to do. Wait, Hillary Clinton? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? That, that meeting they have underneath the mountain. What are you talking <laughs> I brought you out here to bring perspective and knowledge to the painful time. And you, th- this is madness. I don't what do you mean she any... dresses like what a yak and beats say? under a mountain? What do you want me to say? Like this whole thing, the whole thing, none of it, none of it made sense. Like this guy's saying he's going to build a wall from California to like El Paso, Texas. Like, dude, I've done that drive. That's like a two-day drive, 85 miles an hour. Like, like you, you're going to build a wall. You're really going to do this. Like, how much is this going to cost? How many times are you going to go to Home Depot? Like, how big is this thing going to be? Look how long it took to, to build the Freedom Tower. And we wanted that. That took 15 years. Dude, by the time they build that thing, we're going to be the ones going over it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So, I can't 
I'm not like, you know. <laughs> well, how could the polls be so wrong? That's a big question everyone's asking today. Is the polls all said, oh, Hillary, 95 percent people... chance, 85 percent chance. How could that have gone so wrong? Because I don't think that they talk to people. I think they just hang out in their conference room and be like, yeah, you feeling what I'm feeling? Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, 47%. When did they do it? No one has ever asked me. And I also think if you're any sort of a normal person, if just somebody came walking up to you with a clipboard, like, hey, uh, who are you voting for president? You'd be like, hey, uh, none of your f***ing business. And you just walk away. So basically what you're getting is you're getting people either so stupid or just with so much free time that they would sit there and they would talk to somebody with a clipboard. I, like, I would never do that. And they would probably say whatever comes to mind, yeah. Right, yeah. You don't have to tell the truth. Exactly. Fascinating stuff. We're going to take a break. Much more with Bill Burr. <laughs> Stick around. I was the knight in shining armor in your movie. Well, put your lips on mine and love the aftertaste now. Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean, Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. Bill Burr, he is funny as hell. Hey, Bill Burr, he just throws it all out there. Good job. I'd love to hear that kind of stuff get thrown out on mainstream media. Right there on Conan. Good job, Bill Burr. I'm at an all-time. Anywho, welcome back to the First 52, RazRadioLive.com. Buzzy, you can call now. you got about five minutes to express your feelings. I know you sounded kind of pissed off at me. So bring it on, Buzzy. I'm ready for you, my old friend. Grandpa. The old fuck. Ah. Was the prototype so yeah, Jack will be joining us in about 10 minutes, give or take. You know, I'm going to ring him up here soon. We'll, we'll give Buzzy a moment to call up if, he's, if he still wants to share whatever it was he was thinking. I always take Buzzer Bob's call. It's always fun to talk to Buzzer Bob. You never know what Buzzer Bob is going to say. Yeah, Buzzy, that shit's broken, my friend. What are you doing, Buzzer Bob? How you doing? Doing good. Well, that's good to hear. So you you calling up to yell at me? You calling up to like you know, pander to me? What are you trying to do here? Oh, I ain't gonna pander to nobody. I'm not gonna really yell to you. I'm just gonna give you my opinion. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so let me hear. Burning it. them. Everybody has their opinion on what the American flag means to them. It has a meaning to, to a different meaning for everyone. Okay. Uh, absolutely, I can uh, agree with that. Now you have the right to burn it as an American citizen as your uh, First Amendment right. That—that that is your right. So wait, let me stop you right there, real fast. I want to make sure I got everything clarified and I understand exactly what we're talking about here. So you say uh, it is the right of an American citizen to burn a flag. Now, uh, what no. do you, what? Uh, because that right's given to you by the Constitution. But let's say no. uh, let's say somebody else burns in another country. Uh, do they have the right to do that? Mm. You can burn anything you want in any country. Okay. Right. Anywhere. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. All right, so. Burn it. All right. You... But there's, uh, there's repercussions to everything. Okay. Continue. I'm just saying, uh, uh, that, that, to me, if you burn the American flag, that's like spitting in my face and my family's face. That's why I made that comment on uh, Facebook. I ain't going to turn around and walk away. 
Right. That's a total disrespect to me, my family, and my fellow Americans. But, so, so, uh, so being disrespectful. And I don't, I don't worship the flag either, like a lot of people are thinking, yeah, I'm worshiping a, a piece of cloth. No. Well, you it's love your simple. country. You love your country. You served in the military. You're a veteran yourself. Uh, you know, that has I, I, nothing to do with the flag. Even if I was a well, never been in the military. See, now that's did, did you catch the very beginning of the show? Did you catch the whole Hitler thing that I played? The, the, yeah, yeah. You pissed me off every time when you compare Donald Trump to Hitler. The nationalism and the patriotism. You know, you, there, there's a very fine line. I know Salty did a whole thing on on nationalism, patriotism, and. Uh, do you remember the third one? There was three things he, he covered in that one story time he did. Uh, I, said, I don't remember. Yeah, and th- there's a big difference. You know what? Being a patriot, loving your country, and being willing to die for that country is a great thing. All right? When you get to uh, the level of nationalism where the, the country is all that e- exists and that country is never wrong, that's when we you really run no, into I'm a... No, I'm no national. Well, see, that's that that's the fine line, though, Buzz. I understand that that symbol of of your beliefs, even though that doesn't really, truthfully, what it what it symbolizes now is not really your true beliefs. And I think you but could probably explain to, me, well, explain to me why I said be a bigger man and turn around and walk away. Be, because as be- because as a veteran, Buzzy, you fought for the right for that man to do that. So for you. To then go in and and take away that freedom, you might yeah. not. You you I'm not wait, wait, to wait, take wait, away wait, 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 wait. Yes, you are. You you absolutely are. Because when you go in there and assault him for doing oh, something, he's get assaulted, though, when you go in and assault him for doing something that you don't agree with, even though it's completely legal, you are now the bad guy, and he is not the bad guy. So that that's, that's what you're missing. But, but see that. And you go, you but, know what? Like, wait, 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 wait. You go, you go. All these people are going to love me because that's what I did, and you know what? Everybody will stand up behind me. But that still doesn't make it right. No. Okay. Then what makes it right? Say I spit in your family's face. That's I assault. That that's assault. End the story right there. That's assault. I can pull my gun out and shoot you if I wanted to. Okay. Well, you're assaulting me when you uh, burn my flag. No, no. I'm assaulting your beliefs. Not you. Yeah, no, exactly. that, that, that's completely different, Buzzy. We're gonna have to find. We're gonna have to find a patriot safe space because you guys have all fallen into the liberal belief that you can't be offended. You can be offended, Buzzy. It oh, is. I'm, it I'm is my right to offend you. Mind. It is my right to offend you, but it is not your right to assault me when I offend you. So we're gonna have to find the patriot safe space, to, just so all the patriots can gather together. You know, maybe maybe, maybe the Patriots say maybe the. I am the, not. I am not a Christian, so-called Christian. I, I will that, offend you. I will kick your ass. Did I say Christian? You know where the Patriot safe space is going to be, Buzzy, and I'm going to have to leave it on this because I've got a guest that I got to dial up here in a second. But the Patriot safe space, we're going to just tuck you guys underneath Donald's balls, and I think you'll all be nice and comfortable there. You can tuck me anywhere you want, but just don't burn my plaque while you're. Or the American flag. See, that's the other thing. That's that's other... Like I said, I will smash you. I don't care if it's illegal or not. I won't go to jail defending that. Because you're, you're virtually spitting in my face. I know, Buzzy. I'm, I'm getting across. Well, virtual spit and real spit are two different stories. It may, no, no, it may be your eyes. 
Maybe in my eyes. No, it, it, it literally is two different things. Virtual spit in your face and actual spit in your face. That's completely two different things happening, Buzzy. And and one is actual both, assault uh, and one is both, I need my safe space. Equally, Let me climb uh, under Donald Trump's balls. Equally, equally offensive. <laughs> okay. You know I love you, Buzzy. Keep listening. Keep, yeah, keep doing your you thing. <laughs> Peace out, buddy. There goes Buzzer Bob. You know, it's, it's nice to fight with him. I know he didn't get anything that I said. Uh, but that's okay. I didn't expect him to. I, I love the guy. He should stay the way he is. Everybody out there should stay the way you are because that's what makes America great is being yourself. Wanting to hurt and harm people is not what makes America great. So hopefully, you know, as things move along and as people think about life, think about how things are, what is an actual assault compared to a, a hypothetical assault or a, you're hurting my feelings because I don't, you don't agree with me kind of thing. It'll, it'll end eventually. I hope. I'd like to believe it would. With all that said, I know everybody's sitting on the edge of their seats. They're teetering. They're, they're kind of, I, I can see all your, all you guys, you have your ears up against the side of the, of the computers because you want to make sure you don't miss any of what's going to happen in the next, you know, 40 minutes or so. Just get, just sit tight. Be ready. Because the man, the myth, the legend, our own Jack Blood. Jack Blood is here on Raz Radio. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm very good. Thanks for having me up, Sean. One of my favorite shows on the planet Earth is Ross Radio and a great network. And uh, it's it's just awesome to be here with friends, I think. You know what, Jack? It's amazing to hear your voice, dude. I haven't talked to you in so long. Um, you know, we communicate on Facebook and everything, but I just haven't spoken to you. It's nice to hear your voice. Uh, it's nice to see you uh, moving on to a new structure, a new form of, of your way of sharing, you know, what's inside of you. I know you had the band going there for a while, and now you've, you've ventured out and you're going to start writing again, which is the main reason you're here. Uh, so loose, or, or, uh, Losing Control is the website name right now. Now, the domain, if you want to rattle that out, because I've got it here on chat, but I don't know if I really want to try to rattle that. How about this? Just go to my Facebook pages, and you'll find my articles there. We're actually raising some some capital here as capitalist pigs that we are to get a better domain, but it's on the Wix side, and it's a losing control blog where it's just mainly opinion, Sean. I'm not trying to write news here. I'm not trying to you know, put everything so that it can be absolutely fact-checked and survive it's really kind of my opinions my viewpoint my perspective and you know i just want to get people to think and not be knee jerks and reactionary so the article that i wrote today really is like all of us due to just overexposure to social media (laughs) this is my response to it fidel castro America only loves its own dictators. You see, it's very much like people ask, well, how do these congressmen and senators survive like John McCain just got reelected? How does this constantly happen? That's because you hate the other guy, the other state's senators and congressmen, but you love your own. And that's why Congress has something like a 13% approval rating if the same guys just keep coming back again and again and again and so it's the same with our dictators we're very upset with fidel castro he is a brutal dictator but i begin asking the question name me one american president that uh, isn't sorry a murdering piece of shit 
And I know it's going to upset people, but, but we have to put it all into perspective. So I know there's many excuses why our presidents have, have murdered people, have, have gotten rid of journalists, have, you know, attacked people like Lenny Bruce, for instance, who, who speaks out. We have many examples in our article, Sean. You can go back uh, to all these presidents and say, okay, Insurrection Act, John Adams. Uh, also, Wilson had his own Insurrection Act. And even the topic that you were just covering, Donald Trump wants to jail people that burn the flag. Uh, this is something that we would maybe put on Fidel Castro, but it's okay when we do it. Right. You know, and that, that's uh, that's kind of where I was going earlier in the show, and that's why I even played uh, – the there's a video going around. It's like a five-minute, you know, how Hitler got the power. And, and if you use the Fidel Castro example of, you know, we're mad at him for what he did to people that were against him, that didn't follow his rules or his ways of going or his beliefs, you know, so we want to jail those people – but then we do the same thing here, just in a different way, and it's okay. And then, and then how did Hitler get there? Well, he used that kind of feeling to move forward. And that's, I always, I, we both have compared uh, Trump to Hitler since the beginning, and it just seems like it's going right where it needs to go. I actually compared Clinton to Hitler. So, <laughs> and maybe that worked, apparently, because <laughs> America has decided that, you know, the lesser of Hitlers would certainly get in. You know, I got through this whole article without even mentioning Hitler. So, but, you know, it's just a matter of perspective. George Washington had the Whiskey Rebellion, John Adams, the Insurrection Act, Alien and Sedition Act, FDR rounded up and locked up Americans into camps. Lincoln locked up everyone, suspending habeas corpus and posse comitatus. Wilson, as I mentioned, locked up anyone criticizing World War I, specifically anarchists, instituted his own Sedition Act, which made it a crime to willfully utter, print, write, or publish any disloyal, profane, scurrilous, or abusive language about the form of government of the United States. Uh, also, to willfully urge, incite, and advocate any curtailment of the production of things, right? This sounds a little bit like the Patriot Act. Yeah, it does. Nixon had people shot at Kent State, set uh, people in the streets via COINTELPRO and Operation Chaos, uh, the least of probably his crimes. Bush Sr. gunned down the Weaver family. At Ruby Ridge, Clinton went after the American militia, murdered children at Waco and at the Murrow Building in Oklahoma City, um, you know, assassinated those holding information to damage his family. Bush ushered in his own Insurrection Act via the Patriot Act and the NDAA of 2007, where it was made justifiable to kidnap Americans and use torture to force them to incriminate themselves and others. Um, by the way, many foreigners under Bush taken to Gitmo, which is in Cuba. Um, hello. <laughs> Obama raided anarchist homes looking for books and clothing and held them unlawfully in detention to get them to turn in their other people. He used the IRS, as did six other presidents, to hassle people, in this case conservatives, droned attack Americans without trial, oversaw the murder of journalists rated those selling raw milk or producing life-saving CBDs. I mean, should we continue? No, oh, it's amazing how, how we, we live in what we uh, talk bad about, what we, what we put down, what we don't want to see. We, we live in it, and we don't even see that we live in that, and that's, that's what's completely amazing about that. So that's just one of, of many articles or many, I don't even want to say articles, I guess opinion pieces, we should say, because you know we don't want to... St- be be labeled fake news, right, Jack? You don't you don't want to become fake news because you're putting out opinion pieces. 
you know, that well, whole yeah. fake news Considering thing. Considering the source of the Washington Post and uh, and Jeff Bezos, who now owns the, we used to call it the Bilderberg Post, right? <laughs> that those, this is the source uh, calling people you know, fake news. I think we should consider it a compliment. Uh, it comes right from the head Amahole himself. Well, they've almost done this uh, and this whole growth of the fake news because we know, you know, we had onion news sites out there before, Jack. We've had sites out there. But, but you could always figure out that it was fake, and they've really gotten good at, at putting out these uh, very realistic-looking uh, type of websites with news that you want to believe or that they really push to believe. And if you go through that list of fake news, there's people in there, there's sources in there that, that I use on a regular basis that are not, you know, they're are more opinion-based. And that's what I'm saying. We don't want to see you fall underneath that fake news because you're opinion-based. I don't care, and actually there is an interesting point in all of this, and I think we've all seen this over the last five, six, seven, eight years. All of these sites that come out of nowhere and just have massive populations going to them and and just constantly uh, cutting and pasting that and, and putting the titles onto Facebook without usually bothering to even read them. I mean, we remember back in the day of Sorts of Fall and, and What Is This? and and many other, uh, again, I love this word, I'll use it again, scurrilous sources that are probably nothing more than propaganda machines for the powers that be. So, you know, I mean, there are, there is fake news out there, and much of it we saw in this uh, 10-year election cycle. <laughs> we just got through well, it. Can we spin this, Jack? Let's look at the term conspiracy theory that was, or theorist, that was developed or, or put together uh, back around the time of the Kennedy assassination. Uh, is this their new conspiracy theory? Is this their way of trying to uh, stop people that are speaking in a different light from what they want? Yeah, um, I wish I could remember the guy that was like the intelligence, not the intelligence czar. He was one of the czars under Obama. Maybe you can. And he actually suggested that they put out a lot of fake news and flat earth and hoax theories and whatnot to compromise the conspiracy archivists, not just the conspiracy theorists. I always consider myself both a conspiracy archivist and a conspiracy debunker. Because I feel like I'm pretty open-minded and I do a lot of research. If something looks, you know, crazy and and you know, it's hard to believe, I go check it out. And I, I wish more people would kind of do that because it definitely doesn't play well, especially when you're posting things in front of your friends and your family. If you want them to listen to you, if you want them to learn some things, if you want to have open and honest debate putting up some of these headlines is not helping you. So I don't know. I'm thinking of John Holdren, but it, it was another guy, I think, in the Obama administration. And I'm sure one of your listeners know, know who I'm talking about, but did threaten to put out false disinformation, which has been done forever, uh, in order to kind of muddy the waters. Uh, I'm looking through the chat room here over at Radio Free Blood. Uh, I'm not seeing anybody with it in there. I wish we could remember who that was. Anyway, uh, as we... John Science czar, who, John Holder who, of Sinus. Yeah, I'm thinking the the color guy, the black guy. I can't think of his name. Um, yeah, uh, Van, jo Van Jones. No, it wasn't Van Jones, was it? No, he was an advisor. I, I, it'll, it'll when it pops, you just yell, Jack, and we'll we'll make sure we we get it out there. A pretty big story a couple of years ago when yeah. it came. So I mean, but look at the people that write real news, cutting-edge news, investigative reporting. And they're also listed in my article, Sean. Gary Webb, 
Michael Hastings, James Hatfield, not Hetfield, uh, Hatfield, the guy who wrote <laughs> Fortune Son about uh, George W. Bush. You know, I mean, and the list just goes on and on. If you look at the list of whistleblowers who have met untimely ends and have accidents and journalists, investigative reporters who have done the same, shot themselves in the head several times, etc. Um, once again, going back to we love our dictators, we love our democracy or call it a republic if you can keep it. Um, and so we're very slow to criticize the tyranny that, that we live under because it's a different kind. You know the old adage, uh, those, those who you know, don't believe they're enslaved, or, or there's not any more hopelessly enslaved than those that believe they are free. So the illusion of freedom, the illusion of, of an open society uh, where you can say whatever you want and you have free speech in this country is just that. It's an illusion. So I am not championing fidel castro um, i just want to make that very clear and people got very mad at me because once again we're talking about controlled belief systems here we're talking about you know political dogma and you know one guy on my page to refute what i said and to show me what a brutal dictator quote-unquote fidel castro was pointed uh, to an article at the weekly standard that that's the neocon weekly standard speaking of fake news so um, you know, I'm just trying to get people to think here and to put this into perspective. Let's just take a look in the mirror before we start pointing fingers at Hugo Chavez, who I believe was killed with the fast-acting cancer. I know he <laughs> agrees with me on that. Um, or Fidel Castro or any of the dictators that we have in Central and South America that we've had over the, the centuries, actually. And uh, throughout the Middle East and Europe and in Asia, I mean, most of these guys got there for one reason, just as Fidel Castro did. They were in the pocket of American foreign policy edicts. So, in fact, I, I also in my article, I asked people to name one dictator in the Western Hemisphere that wasn't propped up and put in by American foreign policy. Well, and you had also asked on your Facebook about who was a, the you know the best president. I think we went over that briefly, but did did. Did, was there ever an answer in there that cause I know I said Kennedy and you said that uh, you know had some things you wanted to share on the show tonight with that or wanted to discuss about yeah. that? Uh, I, I know that uh, Paul Topetti had said something about was it Lincoln? No, I doubt he did. Uh, but <laughs> I, I post a link to Killing Hope, U.S. military and CIA interventions since World War One, and. That kind of fleshes it out. You can also see Stephen Kinzer's book, Overthrow, to kind of see the history of intervention uh, due to American policy. and Everyone's guilty. So I do, um, you know, I do mention that a little bit in our article. Uh, Kennedy, you know, had bloody hands. He was a staunch anti-communist, okay? Him and RFK both until they kind of woke up and saw that this was mostly military-industrial complex misinformation and propaganda, and they began to change course. Of course, I believe he was dead uh, like a week later or something to that effect. Um, you know, I thought that the guy that mentioned uh, William Henry Harrison, because, you know, he died in office after like 40 days. And uh, I guess he didn't have time to, to really do anything in the in the pocket of tyranny. So maybe that's the guy. People I think Garfield have... died pretty early, too, didn't he? He was only a year or so. Yeah, right. So you maybe give those guys a pass, but I haven't actually put the microscope on that because 40 days you can get a lot done, or 31 days in the case of Harrison. You can get a lot done. Andrew Jackson was mentioned. Uh, 
both good and bad. And I believe that's what Paul had mentioned, that that was his favorite president, because even though he's blamed for the Trail of Tears, which, um, you know, you can blame his predecessors for that or his uh, the people that followed him up as much as anything, but he did kill the banks. Oh, that's who, yeah, that, that's right. It was Jackson. I'm sorry, not Lincoln. You're you're right. Yeah. I, my my bad. My bad. Um, and, but he's he's got blood on his hands. And again, they would put down. You know, I get this feeling that people think, well, you could just say anything you want. Let me tell you, I have been massively threatened, Sean, by powers that be for some of the things I've said, especially when I was getting into some deep investigation, whether it be the drug war. Um, you know, we've had uh, the, the fake beheadings. I mean, we've had some real challenges and people trying to shut us up and they use any method possible to do it. But they have to keep this illusion of the First Amendment propped up. Well, yeah. And, but now we're seeing this attack recently here with Trump and, and what he said today. And I've been railing on that all day today and trying to poke at some people to get them to 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 share their opinion on it. Uh, what is Jack Blood's opinion on the fact that, you know, this is being said? Now, we know he can't necessarily change uh, a, a Supreme Court ruling. Uh, it would have to come through a, a constitutional amendment at this point in time. Could he get the backing of the people of this country to go and, and, and try to make that change? Do you, do you, or is this just more fodder to throw around? Well, it's most likely rhetoric. I don't know why he's already president-elect. I think he's maybe afraid because if people don't know, in about uh, two weeks, the electors vote. And then they send their votes. It's not – sorry to, to break this to you, folks. Your vote doesn't count. Only the electors vote counts in an electoral college, and they can be um, unbound. In fact, there is no law that binds them to the popular vote or even to uh, local votes. So, yeah, Ben Swan did a nice piece on that. I think it was a week or two. Uh, yeah, I did. And so, the and thing we, you could still is, be right, Jack. Bush could still be the president. <laughs> right. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> Come on. <now. laughs> they've been floating all kinds of things, and this could even. Uh, potentially lead us to that attack, that knife attack that was first called a mass shooting at Ohio State University. There's a, a lot going on there, and that could have been almost a direct attack on John Kasich, who many are floating to be the guy the electors pick. And I think they only need Ohio and like three more electors to, to do something like that. So it's it's incredibly fragile and unstable. And considering that Anything can happen, as we've seen now with President-elect Mr. Trump. Um, I think they're a little bit on the defensive. So they are throwing some red meat out to their base and keeping them motivated until the day where the inauguration actually happens on the 20th of January. Uh, so it could be that. But he's also you know, promised to do a lot of this stuff, a stop and frisk. Law and order president, uh, more police, a uh, bigger military. You know, if you really listen to some of the promises he was making on the campaign trail, Sean, um, some of those are incredibly unconstitutional. Incredibly so, Hitler-esque. It, it, well, or Castro-esque, <laughs> or although. Or Stalin-esque. You know, the, the thing about Cuba, I just had a friend. Um, in fact, he's a, an amazing musician, Tom Price, if you ever get to see any of his bands like the Monkey Ranch or or Gas Huff, or the Tom Price Desert Classic. There's a plug for you, Tom. Uh, just took his family to Cuba about six months ago and just raved about how wonderful it was, how great the people were, and how free he actually felt, okay? Because the thing is, 
in a state like Cuba, yeah, you may not be able to start insurrections, and there's probably good reason for that after 60 years of them trying to assassinate, to allegedly assassinate Fidel, but you don't get, like, pulled over because you don't have your seatbelt and put in jail. Okay? Yeah. You don't get, like, busted for jaywalking or smoking or any of this other crap. I mean, when you look at the the mass compunctionary myriad of laws, and there's just more every day. Obama's stacking up laws and regulations like you can't believe on his way out. Uh, you know, it's actually you can make the case that you're more free in Cuba. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying you can make the case. Well, and that's a lot of, you know, big argument. My old co-host, uh, Fortoed, I don't know if you remember ever talking with him or not, but, but he, he wants to move to Honduras and he did a lot of research in that region. And, and Honduras is one of the very few that have everything he wants. You know, it's, it might not be everything he wants, but it has majority of what he wants out of all the nations. You know, the, the, the smallest laws, the, the state, and, and when people talk about these other countries, they talk about the populous area. It's like if people in Italy were talking about moving to America, they're going to say, well, if you move to Chicago, you know, you're going to be really sorry. But there's other great areas of, of the country. So that's a big thing that people look at and they don't realize how free you really do feel. Look at, uh, uh, uh Kurt, um, Kurt Haskell and his wife. You know, they're loving living in Costa Rica now. They, they don't even miss being here. It, it, right. it, it, it well, makes I mean, you it's, they, it's the same in Puerto Rico. It's the same in a lot of Latin American countries. They don't sweat the little stuff. And for me, that uh, that's what always gets me, Sean. The that's little stuff? Trouble is that little stuff, you know. So, so I think in a way uh, it is all a matter of perspective. You can see in a way why people loved Castro. His own people did love him, uh, many of them, um, because – he stood up. He stood up for them. And that rhetoric, which I don't think this is an accident. I don't think this is a coincidence. I think it's by design. The rhetoric against the country actually galvanizes them behind the dictator. The same thing with the mullahs in Iran, Sean. Uh, when we're talking about bombing them and attacking them and calling them an axis of evil and all the rest of this, mm. you know, they don't like their mullahs. They don't like their society. They'd much rather be American uh, in, in most cases. Talk they about love the, our talk culture, about the basic our citizens, our skateboards, our clothing. Right. They, I mean, they really do. But now when you start piling on them, they rally around. Same thing in Russia right now around Putin. They rally around these totalitarian, either religious or political dictators. And because they have to, because they feel threatened. Do, do you have any uh, view on the Putin-Trump uh, connection, whether they're – and I'm not saying that they had anything to do with rigging our election. I think we rig our own election good enough. Uh, I just don't think they were able to, to sway it as much as they needed to. And I've always supported what I see from Russia. I believe that Russia is actually trying to, as far as they say, trying to eliminate ISIS, and, and they show that they're – not the ones that created them, and they're actually fighting for Assad. Uh, you know, one of the questions I had posed out uh, in, in somebody's Facebook post talking about the U.S. Uh, uh, trying to initiate a no-fly zone over Syria is, who the hell are we to go into another sovereign nation and say you can't fly here? So I guess the main question I'm asking here is what's your, your view on, on Russia, and do you feel that that's a positive thing with Trump and Russia combined? Yeah, well, I don't think there's much more than a business-slash-mafia connection to Russia. That okay. They definitely share some interests. And what they knew for a fact was Clinton would be trouble for them. It's not even so much that they were endorsing Trump, and I guess they were, but and they, meaning uh, Putin, President for Life Putin, 
Uh, it's that they knew what they were going to get 100% with Clinton. And, and I know a lot of people said it was World War III. I don't, I don't buy a lot of that because we do have, thankfully, mutually assured destruction on our side here. Um, all of this, of course, has to do with the Russia haters. There's a big new Brzezinski. You knew this coming in that Obama was going to be anti-Russia because the big new Brzezinski was in his ear and basically got him selected. Um, already Henry Kissinger, who calls himself a lifelong friend of Donald Trump, has been in uh, Trump Tower on the 66th floor, wherever they're having those meetings, and, um, and he's advising him on foreign policy. So I, I don't know how much it's going to change. I can't tell you this, that the price of oil being manipulated and creating um, economic uh, hitmen running around, uh, economic warfare, has definitely put Putin on the defensive. So all the things he's doing largely are to reinstitute things kind of the way they were maybe during the Bush administration. Not too bad for them. Uh, really on the upswing. And now, not so good, especially when oil dropped to the 20s. That just killed them, helped China. And so we look at things like that. And, and this is why Putin does what he does. He's just basically playing a political football game here. He, he cares about ISIS in Syria only because it's a thorn in our side and it makes us look bad. And, you know, he's famous for saying, I don't mind if it's a new world order as long as I get mine out of the new world order. So, I mean, that that's basically what he's doing is hostage negotiating here. Well, the leaders will. Uh, I don't know if you heard a few weeks ago, I made the comparison and I, I kind of got it off of that JFK to 9-11 uh, documentary that's out there. Uh, but that's what made me realize that if you look at the the way the elite run, the way the world is run, it, you have little groups of mafia connections in each one of these little areas. You know, America is one of those mafia connections that works with this group and this group and this group. And Russia is the mafia boss here, and you work with this group, this group, and this group. And every once in a while, they kind of butt heads and disagree on things. And, and we, the little guys that are underneath that mafia control, are the ones that tend to feel the most pain and the most uh, sorrow from it. And, and that's kind of what I was thinking, too, that chessboard of the mafia is moving around so it was nice that you went that direction with it one of the things that well he literally has uh, mafia connections <laughs> he's worked with you know this kind of an old story and if you go to daniel hopsicker's website and others they've done a pretty good job documenting it so uh, but you know, again, that's how you play it. You do you do play uh, with with both the the Russian mafia, the American mafia, station chiefs. In this case, uh, in in our country, it's David Rockefeller. I mean, you know, so we've got our own capo regime <laughs> going around the world. I always talked about it as a poker game. You know, you got the various countries sitting at the poker table, each trying to cheat the other, and every once in a while, a guy will catch the guy cheating and he'll shoot him. But at the end of the day, the house always wins. And I guess with a casino president, that might be a, an apt analogy. Yeah, and who would be the casino president in that? It would be Rothschilds, Rockefellers, uh, you know, the banks. Trump owns casinos, and he's the president. <laughs> well, I mean, the I mean, in general, uh, he's not. You know, I don't really think he is one of the big elite, one of the big leaders of it all. Uh, do you? Do Hate you? Him. No, they hate him. Um, not that he's not one of them and still wants to be one of them, but he's classless nouveau rich, right? Right. He always rubbed those people the wrong way, and they just didn't like him very much. And it was only because when he uh, when his stock 
he he'd, he'd taken his company his company public, as most people know, and ripped people off. The stock just went through the floor. And the bankers swooped in, and they were going to take everything he owned, and they realized, you know, hey, if we keep this guy's name on it, we might recover a little more. So they were kind of forced almost by their own stupidity by loaning him so much money to begin with and being in bed with him uh, to begin with that, that they had to kind of do business with him. So he's not the guy that uh, they mind doing business with. They'd just rather um, not <laughs> if they could. So that makes sense. I don't know. I think a lot of the things we're talking about sound contradictory, Sean, and I I can't help that. That's just because of the crazy way that, uh, as you mentioned, the grand chessboard works. It's just such a weird rig game that um, sometimes it does sound a little contradictory. And I hope that we're not confusing people as we're speaking. Oh, I know. I think I think everybody has their own both sides to look at. And I'm learning by by discussing it with you. It, it opens up different directions, and and sometimes people need that control and that that. That direction, not control, but that 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 pushing that right direction to understand what's going on. It, it, there's so much, and, and seeing somebody like him, all right, Donald Trump rising to this position blows my mind. I mean, I I don't know if you knew, I actually voted for him, but I, I didn't vote for him because I wanted him to be president. I voted for him because I as, uh, expected him to lose, so I wanted to to place that vote for him so that when I had to sit down and explain, listen, guys. He lost because of of election rigging or or things like that. That uh, that it would show. I, I could say, listen, I even voted for him, and you didn't expect me to. And then when he won, I, I was I was blown out of my mind because I didn't expect him to win. So the only reason I, in my opinion, the only reason I believe he won was because they tried to uh, do their election rigging with their voting machines and everything else. But it was such a large amount of people that went for him, which scares me in itself. That they couldn't push that that rigging of the well, election. Yeah. Okay. My prediction was right from 2012. The Republican would win the White House. I just thought it would be Jeb Bush, and right. it was supposed to be Jeb Bush. So what we saw in this election, without getting too deep into election bullshit talk, is a constant maneuvering, and the maneuvering I think was laid bare primarily because of social media. Things changed very fast. So by the time Clinton was was about to go in, and this is when we saw the FBI basically knock her down 11 days before the election with this uh, you know startling announcement she was back under investigation. Right. People were putting out fake news stories about they had the dirt that she's a pedophile and they got the, all this stuff was going to come out. Of course I knew that wasn't true. Uh but because she was damaged goods at that point. So they even had to maneuver even just weeks before the election. And uh, so it's very interesting to see. I listen, I don't blame people voting for Trump. I'm, I'm trying not to criticize him. I've seen some of the appointments he's put through. Uh, I think they're uh, a disaster, to use his words. Um, I, I think it really kind of shows what I was saying all along. So I didn't put it on my conscience. But then again, I didn't live in Florida, Sean. I live in Washington where it was 80% for Clinton. It wasn't going to matter how I voted, uh, you know, one way or the other. Um, and, of course, we are under the domain of the uh, sick freaks that run our state and our city here in Seattle. Right. Uh, what Donald Trump is going to do probably isn't going to save me here. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I'll just get the bad end of it. And that's how these elections work out for people like me, Sean. Never good. No matter who gets in, it's always bad. Well, you, <laughs> you moved up there, Jack. I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, you moved back up there, not me. 
I'm not saying that. Oh, but, okay. Hey, no, there's good things about living in Seattle too. But uh, this the, the regressive nature of our politics here is is quite burdensome, and I'm, I'm not going to cry on your shoulder about it. No, because uh, it was worse in Atlanta, quite frankly. I so, can imagine it had to be a hell of a lot. I'm going to be driving through there again this week. I, I'm not really not looking forward to it. Hopefully, we won't get that ice storm that we got. What was it? Two years ago? It was right around this time of the year, or was it a little later in the year? Uh, my point being, uh, you know, Tenth Amendment, right? Uh, hey, it, it, there'll be federal laws. Some of the federal laws will be enforced. Uh, people like me, um, mainly because of my economic status, but more so because I got a big mouth. Uh, you know, we are people who generally suffer under whoever becomes president. But locally, the people that are making the laws, the people that are raising rents and and you know, robbing. Robbing from the poor and giving to Amazon, <laughs> and Donald Trump's not going to save me from that. Well, he says he's going to, but I, w- I want one last thing, Jack, and then I'll, you know, we're hitting the top there, and I know you want to probably roll out here very soon. Um, we've noticed that the, the stock market is stabilizing. Uh, it, it's actually shown very high recently. Uh, one of the big things that was going on as Bush came into office back in you know, 2000, 2001 uh, was the the stock market was starting to get better? Uh, we they can't do a good false flag with a, a Democrat in office, in my opinion, because they won't go after the the aftermath that they need to get out of that person. Do you think with Trump getting in there, uh, and I, maybe even you had brought it up earlier, the Ohio uh, stabbing or the Ohio slashing, which I didn't even really discuss because uh, they blew it out of proportion. They're already trying to connect it to ISIS. Uh, the CNN's all, oh, the, this uh, sta- the slashing was, was ISIS-inspired. In- I'm tired of them trying to make something a terrorist attack off of inspiration. Uh, but do you see that we might be looking at a, a future uh, 9-11 style or maybe bigger or le- in that ra- realm? Well, I don't think Donald Trump will be able to stop it. And, and if that's the case, it's going to be above his pay grade. Uh, you know, I often thought that, that- George Bush and certainly Obama were very out of the loop on some of that stuff. Right. So, um, you well, know, what about I, the people that are? No, I'm not predict that. You did mention, you know, the stock market. And I can tell you that that major correction is coming, whether you like it or not. Yellen isn't going anywhere at the Federal Reserve. Trump has already said that he's in favor of raising interest rates, uh, not at the discount window, but for you and me, which will contract money. So the other shoe is going to drop. These people are just squeaking out the last juice out of the orange here. And then before they all start getting out, as they did in the financial 9-11 of 2007. So that correction should have come. And it's been duct taped together uh, about a year ago. And the same thing happened in with the subprime meltdown. They had kept that thing together, even though it was a house of cards and people will begin to know it. And we're putting put options on it and all the rest of it. Because they hadn't soaked it yet enough and they hadn't protected themselves and their main assets enough and they hadn't, you know, hooked up the dominoes uh, to the right way. So, so it's coming. I honestly, I just warn people, um, it is coming and I wouldn't be buying things because prices are going to go down. There's going to be deflation for a little while. Your stuff isn't going to be worth as much. So since we're sitting at the top of a market now, uh, bond, the, the bond bubble has to burst with all the QE. I mean, this just has to happen. It's impossible for it to sustain itself. At this point, there has to be a major correction. So I'm telling people, 
you know, sell stuff at the top of the market and then go buy at the bottom of the market. Protect yourself. I told people to get into oil when it was in the 20s. It's now in the 50s, I think even 60 today. Um, they would have doubled their money for buying oil futures, which may be unethical, but still, hey, we got to look out for ourselves here. So obviously we were telling people to buy gold before it went up 500% or yeah. so, you know, 10 years ago or whatever it was. And so they pushed it back down a little bit, you know, and... and the reason I bring this up, though, Jack, is because the people he's surrounding himself with are, are a lot of those people that, that were very huh. close in, in the 9-11 days. Uh, so that's right. That's a concern of mine. And with what you said, and I expect that, too. My wife, uh, she works in the real estate business. She does uh, 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 title and security work. Uh, and she's been seeing for the past couple of years the same things that led up to the 08 crash, 07, 08 crash. So she's seeing that, but I personally think we need uh, a new, you know, ISIS. They've been trying to build ISIS up and 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 use the fear of ISIS. I think we're going to have to see a, a major uh, movement from them well, within. It could be a cyber attack, and that's what myself and uh, I know James Corbin and others have been predicting for years. That's also something that is a little behind due to the times. So that Internet Patriot Act needs to be written. It is written. It needs to be instituted. And once again, we'll be looking at Cuba going, you poor bastards. Uh, you know, as we are, are hunted down, our websites are deleted and all the rest of it. So the ducks are pretty much in a row there. And a fake cyber attack, it looks like uh, it could come from Russia now, uh, fake Russia. Uh, before that, if you remember, it was uh, China and potentially North Korea, which was just a joke. Right. Uh, so they're going to have that, and it's going to be major. It's going to cause people a lot of pain, and they're going to run for some kind of a law that will protect the Internet. And I, I don't see any way out of that. So most likely that will come in the next four years. Uh, they've been trying to fight for that for a while, the, the taking over the Internet, and, and maybe underneath a Republican Donald Trump uh, presidency, they could pull that off. Well, think of all before on September 10th, think of all the liberties that you knew people would never give up and what happened on September 12th. So sometimes you, know, you have to give up some liberties to keep your freedom, Jack. There's precedent to all of this. And again, if you read my article and you, you realize that some of our greatest known presidents uh, had some real major problems with their police states, uh, military and tyranny, um, you'll realize that uh, this guy's not going to be any different. So I love that people have hope that there's going to be change, that the hopium's being passed around, mixed with Kool-Aid, and, and I'm glad to pe see people so happy about it. And I'm also kind of happy to see the mind-controlled, political, dogmatic, uh, fake liberals crying over it. So it, that gives me a little bit of pleasure. I can't help it. you got to have some safe space somewhere. You know, that's what I was saying about this whole flag-burning thing, all these ultra-patriot-type uh, people, these nationalist-type people that get so mad over the flag being burned. Uh, we need to find a safe space for them now because they're all up in a tizzy. Well, I'm going to be writing another article here either tomorrow or the next day. So I, what I try to do with this blog is put out a couple of articles a week. We're, we're trying to get the, the vlog, a video blog going here so people can see my, uh, my beautiful mug here, my face for radio. And uh, please support us at jackbloodathotmail.com. Uh, you know, as always, you kind of got to put some change in the coffer here so we can get a decent email or a decent uh, website address and we can keep working. 
it's just impossible to do this without you know a little bit of help. So all of that is greatly appreciated. My next article is going to be on these rash of shooting, stabbings, and all the rest of it, which always seem to come as the new FBI and DHS budget is under review. Mm-hmm. So if it's peaceful... And everything is wonderful, and we're all getting along very good, and there's no acts of hate or terror or all the rest of it. They cut their budgets. They notice so. nothing happened for the past couple uh, weeks here leading up to the election, and all of a sudden, right after it's all said and done, we got this yeah. going on. We had the four or five police shootings in different geographical yep. locations in a matter of 24 hours, and then we had uh, the shooting on Bourbon Street, and then the, the stabbing and all of this all at the same time, so... You know, they say, uh, you know, twice might be a coincidence, but a third time is a pattern. And uh, we've seen this in the past and done pretty heavy analysis on it. Yeah, they like to play their games. Jack, I really appreciate it. Everybody, uh, Jack, when you share those articles out, if you can remember, tag me in. I'm going to try to watch for them, make sure I reshare them for you. We want to get that information out there. I know a lot of people have been missing you. Uh, it was nice talking with you. I appreciate you coming on uh, to discuss your, your new stuff. And as you get everything moving forward, keep me in the loop. I'll make sure I, I promote it. Worked up. My wife's going to have to deal with uh, the next hour I'm going to do here in my living room. Hey, folks, you can write me at jackblood at hotmail.com, old school uh, email, jackblood at hotmail.com. I'll put you on my mailing list, and we'll send you the articles and keep you abreast of everything that we're doing. Hey, thanks, Sean, and everybody over at Ross Radio. You are really like family to me, so have a great, great great holiday there recover your head and cover your ass stay bold brother we'll do man thank you very much jack you talk to you soon peace out there goes my buddy jack it was nice to hear from him. i hope you guys all uh all enjoyed hearing from him again because i know we all missed him so much he's got so much to share and it's like when he's talking you're trying to absorb it you should see i'm i got a notepad here and just i was scribbling and scribbling and scribbling cause you, you it's so fast that it comes out and i love hearing from him it's just really awesome. Appreciate it, Jack Blood. You guys have been listening to the first 52 Raz Radio Live.com. Radio Free Okay. Love you. Investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced. To love or to hate, I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused, just trying to get through. This world always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake. When I'm risking it all with no time to waste, fuck this bad race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided through the beautiful, the silent with
the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life, now's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us, in the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole world explode. Moving free, unguided through the beautiful asylum with the light show from a past. so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity in this world. 